Welcome to Chachi Talk, where professionals in the family entertainment industry come together to talk about everything but tchotchkes. Hosted by Redemption Plus, my name is Tabitha. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's get talking. Welcome everyone to the inaugural episode of Chachki Talk. Today we're talking about how to be more purpose-driven within the family and bowling entertainment industry, which for those of you who work in this industry, you know it tends to be pretty traditional and very profit-focused. So purpose is a great topic to cover today because we live in an economy where consumers are increasingly driven by how businesses make them feel, as opposed to maybe who has the lowest price. The good news is that businesses in our industry, and really all industries, can appeal to these empathy-driven consumers of today while still making a profit through what's called the conscious capitalism model. And for those of you who aren't familiar with this model, conscious capitalism helps businesses kind of organize around four main tenets, and those are stakeholder orientation, purpose, conscious culture, and conscious leadership. Today we have Ron Hill here with us today. He's the CEO of Redemption Plus, and he's gonna help us understand a little bit more about this whole purpose topic. Ron not only brings 22 plus years of experience in the family and bowling entertainment industry, but he is also very knowledgeable about the conscious capitalism model. Conscious capitalism was founded by Whole Foods CEO John Mackey and author and scholar Raj Sisodia, as a way to help businesses stand for something more while still being profitable. Ron played an integral role in starting our local chapter of Conscious Capitalism in Kansas City. So welcome, Ron. Thank you, Tabitha. I'm very excited to be here on the first episode of Tchotchke Talk. Well, I know you're a busy guy, so I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Um, and so with that, I say let's get to it. At the forefront of conscious capitalism is being purpose-driven. Can you explain in your own words what that means either as a business or as an individual? Absolutely. Um, so purpose is something that is bigger than what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. It is the difference that you want to make in the world. And in my experience, it is your true north. Mm -hmm. And so being a purpose-driven business um, allows the decisions that you make, the strategy that you build, even the vision, which is what your purpose looks like fulfilled in the future, it all centers around a, I'll call it a compass, which is the true north of purpose. Mm -hmm. um, it should bring alignment and clarity to an organization, and it should allow them to accomplish, whether it's taking care of a customer, whether it's innovation, um, it should make all of that easier because everybody's moving in the same direction. Sure, right. So, and I know in the past, or, you know, when you started your company, it wasn't exactly purpose-driven, I guess, that you could call it. It was maybe more sales-driven. Um, so talk about kind of that journey and what made you realize that you needed to become purpose-driven um, for Redemption Plus and kind of what, how that started. Um, great question. And uh, it's one of those answers that's not going to be one one word uh, right. answer, it's an evolution. Mm -hmm. um, so when I go back to before I started Redemption Plus, I had experiences in the workplace and I had experiences that um, I felt were somewhat soul crushing. Um, I was held captive mm -hmm. at a job. It mm -hmm. just I, it just seemed um, 
to go against the things that would actually help fulfill you as a person. And it just, um, it didn't feel right to me, but I just assumed that that's what work was like. Because I was out of college, it was my first two or three jobs. And then at one point I vowed that if I could ever start my own company, it would be different. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be, create this place where people could, at the beginning we said where they could live their life. And it wasn't work-life balance, it was life. Sure. Um, because they would each bleed over into each other and... So it was kind of this big idea of what I wanted to create. So that was why Redemption Plus was started. Um, and then we understood that there was this industry that opened up and this opportunity to really disrupt this industry. And as we set about to do that, um, we grew the business and we grew the business. And at one point, there was maybe a lack of alignment and clarity. So as we would grow, it didn't necessarily do the things that we thought it would do. Right, And yeah. there was something, it was an element that was missing. And so I think what was missing was our compass mm-hmm. and our true north. And so a lot of people talk about um, values of a company. And at the time we had values that were on a poster. We had a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, um, so very what, visible, I'm sure. Yeah, and I thought, well, <laughs> if somebody's not doing something, we'll just put it on a poster and of yeah. course it will just be. <laughs> and so what happened is we morphed into um, our purpose of enriching lives through insights that empower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had three core behaviors that lined up behind that. And so that could start the process for the people that worked in the organization. And um, the enriching lives piece goes back to what I wanted at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, kind so, of your vision for the right, start. Yeah. Right. So that, that purpose. And then we found that we weren't spending as much time in meetings because we would ask the question, well, does this fulfill the purpose or not? Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, those answers were always very simple. It either fulfills a purpose or it doesn't. And it may not feel good, the decision we have yeah, to make. Sure. But if it doesn't fulfill the purpose, then we don't do it. And that's the idea of purpose over profits. It's not that you don't make money. Yeah. It's that you're aligned around this purpose and you don't compromise yourself for any decisions. Right. Absolutely. So kind of talk about, because, you know, enriching lives through insights that empower to me is a very powerful statement. So maybe talk about um, some activities that you went through with your leadership team, or how did you kind of come up to that phrase? I know that's probably a loaded question, but... Um, It was a journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, um, we crafted this um, with the help of our entire leadership team. And a lot of it was going back and almost kind of reliving at the beginning. And when I mentioned that I wanted to create this place that was a work-life balance or a better life or however we said that, I couldn't articulate it really great at the beginning, but it was ultimately what I was trying to do. I was trying to enrich lives, Mm -hmm. um, which is a much better way to say that. And then we just, as we kind of went along that journey of Redemption Plus, we found that you mentioned at the beginning um, of the intro about we may have been more of a sales-driven organization than a purpose-driven organization. And so by being a sales-driven organization, we felt that the customer was always right. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, we had a lot of data on our end that said the customer was wrong. But we didn't challenge challenge them. Because the customer is always right, and we wanted to be liked Mm -hmm. by the customer. Um, So at one point, we decided that we had enough insights and that we wanted to be passionate about these insights and we wanted to help businesses um, continue to grow in their customer experience and to grow the profitability of their business because that helps the industry. Right. And previously we had seen that customers 
would make wrong decisions. And sometimes I think we might have even been able to keep them from going out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't stand up and we didn't challenge. Right. And so our purpose came from really both of those things, making a difference. And that's internally and externally. And the insight piece um, is internally on the um, insights that empower is our very team. important, yeah. It's very important. And then also the insights that help to empower our, our customers. And that's interesting because... You know, the family and blender team industry tends to be pretty traditional. So I'm sure, you know, the easy thing to do was to say that these customers were right as opposed to challenging because you don't want to lose their business. So I'm sure that was a challenge. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and it's also, um, it's growth and it's mm-hmm. understanding that being a challenger is really close to being a creator. And so challenging and doing that, um, in a really heartfelt way, right. um, and in a respectful way, is is you owe it to your customers to do that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I find that the people that we work with that sometimes come in and challenge me and what I'm doing um, help me to grow as a leader more mm-hmm. than people that just come in and say, "We'll do whatever you want us to do." Yeah, and because you um, need that outside perspective, especially you know, I you always try to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, even though that it may be uncomfortable at times. But it's it's necessary for growth and development, absolutely. Um, so you also mentioned um, in the previous question maybe that there was kind of some disconnection between the values that you were trying to to um, I guess display in in Redemption Plus and the values that were inherently there. Um, so talk about kind of that challenge between um, being in a sales-driven organization to becoming a purpose-driven organization and, and those people um, internally in that transition, what that was like. Um, you know, that's where the heavy lifting actually happened. And I think a lot of people decide we're going to do something. And um, the purpose took about five months, six months. Mm -hmm. So we crafted it and we lived with it and then we iterated and told it was like one day it was like, that's it, we nailed it. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, oh, okay, so the tough work is over. We have purpose and (laughs) now we all live happily ever after. But then what happens is the entire organization has to be aligned around purpose. Mm -hmm. And that was a process that probably took the better part of three years because when we started asking the question, does this fulfill the purpose, we had people that weren't behaving in the right way mm-hmm. that opted to go. And we had people that weren't behaving in the right way that we had asked to go. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's a clarity around who we need people to be. And be, as a sales-driven organization, we brought people in and said, hey, can you be this way that we need you to be? Yeah. And people, of course, said, well, yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're paying me. I'll be whoever you <laughs> yeah. need me to be. But it's going to the beginning of that process and bringing mm-hmm. people in that were already who we wanted to be. Right. And so there's not there's no friction. Mm-hmm. Um, building a team, right? There's different personalities and there's going to be different opinions and there's going to be some friction right. with that. But if we're all built around, we are here to fulfill the purpose. And our, the way we behave with each other is aligned, then it makes the rest of that go a lot easier. So that was really the heavy lifting. And on the outside, it may have been seen as what's going on with Redemption Plus. Right, Because yeah. there was turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of enriching lives is helping people 
to be at a place where they can find their purpose if they can't find it here. Right, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I just was talking with um, an employee that's been gone about a year, year and a half, mm -hmm. and just talking about where they are and the success, the success that they found outside of here and why they left and that they didn't really want to leave, but it was just things that lined up. Right. And so that's also enriching lives. And I, I'm very proud of the people that have left here and have gone on. And hopefully they left here with skills that enrich them for the next part of their journey. Yeah. So that whole evolution is not necessarily a bad thing, but ultimately it brings us um, a lot more alignment and clarity within I'm our sure. organization. And skill set and people that are here to really take care of the customer and to create value. People who innovate. just inherently live that way. Right. Already. Right. Yeah. They Absolutely. don't have to have a checklist to go, <laughs> okay, was I customer centric? It's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I was born oh, like gosh. I was just born yeah. like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have some fidgety customers? Yeah, we all do. You've tried the spinners, you've got the squishies. We'd like to introduce you to the 3D Kinetic Spring. This fun toy will mesmerize any of your fidgety customers leaving your center. Check it out at redemptionplus.com now. So I think a common misconception with this whole conscious capitalism thing is that when you become purpose-driven, then your profit therefore has to suffer and you can't make money. So can you talk about that misconception and, and kind of balancing those two, purpose and profit? Absolutely. And I think to really talk about that, um, when you talk about conscious capitalism, and that idea itself is how we elevate humanity, which ties really nicely into enriching lives. Right, yes. Um, and so there's four tenets. Um, and so we're talking about higher purpose, but those are also backed up by stakeholder orientation, mm -hmm. conscious leadership, and conscious culture. And so this idea that a business that's conscious ultimately wants to help people be a better version of themselves and elevate humanity and not use people just for the sake of profit. So that's where the misconception comes in. So the actual idea of conscious capitalism means that we can do good and we get to be really profitable. And so it's not about some people might say social entrepreneur, entrepreneurialism, mm -hmm. where it's, a, it's just about helping and doing good. Right. It's the idea we get to do that. Mm -hmm. And we gain more profits because we're doing the right thing and we bring in customers that are aligned with what we're trying to do and they're aligned with the good. And that good we're creating in the world might very well be how we, the opportunities and how we're taking care of our employees. Absolutely. Sometimes yeah. big organizations... They get disconnected. A, they get, well, they give, they're, it's about, I'm going to give a little bit of money mm, uh, to, yes, to a charity. Right. But they have people that go home mm -hmm. that don't feel respected and that uh, are not fulfilled. And so they're not good husbands and fathers right. and leaders in the community. And if we can help people be at their best, then that's making a difference in the world right there. But absolutely, it is about making profits, no mm -hmm. excuses. The more profits you make, the more purpose you can right. fulfill. Yeah. But doing good at the same time. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a yes and yeah, discussion, absolutely. Uh, either or. And I think the stakeholder um, point is also very important because we often forget 
in our day-to-day that there's a lot of people out there who are affected by the work that we do on on a daily basis. And so Conscious Capitalism kind of helps you see that reality and kind of help you map that opportunity, I guess you could say, map it out. Absolutely. Well, as you bring up that stakeholder piece, that was the one that took me the longest to really integrate. Mm -hmm. But it's this idea that if I'm doing business with somebody, I can go to them and say, what do you need from me to be successful, right? And, right. and so I'm the person that's actually the customer. Yeah, 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 Starting there and understanding that and then helping them understand what's my current mission mm-hmm. and how can they help me accomplish it? And then suddenly we figure out, wow, we can line up our processes a little bit and we can both be more profitable as a result of this partnership. And so obviously our customers are a stakeholder. The people that we buy our product from are a stakeholder. Right. Um, and we also have, we call our employees Empower Rangers. And mm-hmm. they're also, so there's all of these stakeholders and really understanding how they all weave into yes. the purpose of what we're trying to do here. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. Um, and so we've kind of t- danced around the topic a little bit throughout this, um, but how do you specifically see um, your purpose manifests itself on a daily basis? So maybe in terms of conscious culture, what are some examples that you see at Redemption Plus? Um, you know, randomly or on, on a daily basis that you could give an example to? Well, when you look at purpose and what happens here on a daily basis, I've used this term a lot, but I think it's really important, and it, it is an alignment. So it's people that are in the room and we're ready to challenge each other and disagree, but at the top, we're connected. Mm-hmm. We're connected by this piece that's purpose. Um, and we're connected by how we want to be able to give back and the value we want to create to the customer. So the things that we see on a daily basis are how people are showing up and mm-hmm. how they're acting. And the other piece is their autonomy to be able to make decisions. Right. Um, if somebody comes back and says, well, that was pretty simple. That fulfilled the purpose. And so it, it has the ability to really flatten an organization because mm-hmm. more people can make decisions based upon how it aligns with the price. And I think one thing that I've witnessed, you know, in my three years that I've been here is that work, when people are aligned, work seems to get done a lot faster. And you still have people challenging you, but it's healthy and it's still efficient because you're like, oh, well, that aligns with the purpose. Let's go with your idea. I like that better kind of thing. Absolutely. It's, uh, when we look at this idea of alignment, it is, and the, the word is escaping me, but the, um, whether we are come from different countries mm-hmm. or we come from different cities, sometimes we have yeah. these things that are, we're so passionate about, and if we can't get past the those barriers things, almost. or what college we went to, or yeah. there's like all of these things, <laughs> yeah. but when we can connect together at the highest level, mm-hmm. then what you're talking about sometimes becomes preference factors, right? There's a lot of good ideas. Yeah. And to say, you know what? Really, what's going to fulfill the purpose Mm -hmm. the best and what's going to be the best outcome from the customer? It doesn't have to be about me, but it's more about how we're fulfilling the purpose. Yeah, totally. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Are you in need of a service package to sustain continuous growth within your redemption space in Arcade? Here at Redemption Plus, we've modernized our service offerings to better support you and the growth of our industry. We've broken down our services into three phases, build, 
launch, and partner. To learn more about our unique service offerings, visit us at services.redemptionplus.com. So another thing with conscious capitalism, especially um, kind of the way that our economy is driven today, um, with people being more, um, I guess, driven by how a company makes them feel, as opposed to maybe who has the lowest price, et cetera, et cetera. So how can being purpose-driven or being a conscious company help you stand out even in the marketplace? Well, purpose is the difference that we want to make in the world. Mm -hmm. And so that enriching lives of insights that empower um, should connect with people on a deeper level. And it's not, when I say connecting, it's not that we write it out and people see it, but in the way everybody in this organization communicates mm -hmm. and the way they show up and how they behave, whether it is creating an opportunity for a customer or whether it's taking care of a problem, everyone should feel that. Yeah. Um, and as we've, well, we've, we've been on this journey to really become more of this insights company, the enriching piece we got right off the bat. Sure. And so the insights piece, how we curated those insights and what we, how we shared them mm -hmm. and how we challenged those. But that's this idea that it comes back to those very things. right? Yeah. There. And it, like you said, I mean, it helps customers connect with you on a personal level, you know, Traditionally, Redemption Plus is a B2B or a business-to-business -business company, but really we're just we're doing business with people. And that purpose, I think, will draw the right kind of customers and customers who we want to work with to us and those who maybe would rather have the lowest price somewhere else where they can fulfill that purpose elsewhere. Absolutely. Well, you know, as you said that, one of the things that comes to mind is this idea of ethnography that's really big here at Redemption mm -hmm. Plus. And that's really understanding the unspoken need of our customer. And so when you look at our purpose, the insights piece is sometimes uncovering what people are not asking us for. Right. Um, and it might be about process, or it might be things that we see when we're visiting a customer mm -hmm. and we're just hanging out at the redemption counter. And we find that they're missing a process, or we can actually um, create a new tool um, to help them. Or create a new mm -hmm. process that actually helps their business be more efficient, which is completely separate from the product, but that ties back up to that purpose. Right. And without that purpose, we're just selling yeah. stuff. I don't think that um, ethnography which, piece would be there. Yeah. yeah. And just to me, selling stuff doesn't feel good. <laughs> no. <laughs> but enriching lives through insights yes. and power, it feels good. Absolutely. But ultimately, our customers need to feel that value. Mm -hmm. And it's not something we wear on a shirt that makes it so, right, it's right, how right. we live it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate all of your opinions and thoughts that you brought here today. Um, if people do want to become more involved or learn more about conscious capitalism, how would they do that? Um, they can, the best thing to do is Google conscious capitalism. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a conscious capitalism website. We've started a chapter here in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you Google any city that you're in, um, or just conscious capitalism and you're able to contact them. I know for me, when I wanted to be part of this movement, um, I Googled the phone number and I called to join my local chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was not one. So if there's <laughs> right. not one, you have the opportunity to step up and actually start mm -hmm. a chapter so that you can start um, influencing and learning from other people in your community. And so that's what I'm really excited that we're able to do. Yeah. And I think another piece of this is outside of conscious capitalism is kind of this overarching umbrella of being purpose-driven. And I know you've mentioned EOS. Can you talk about that a little bit? 
Um, absolutely. So EOS is the entrepreneurial operating system, and it starts around purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's a process for smaller companies that help you center around purpose mm -hmm. and then help you run um, everything from strategy down to what they call rocks, which is the stuff, who's going to do what when. Yeah. And it's a process for those people that don't want to reinvent the wheel. Right. And they want to look at, um, and it, it, it actually is a community. So you can actually share, just like with Conscious Capitalism, you mm -hmm. can share with those other leaders um, and what are the best practices. Yeah. And you know, here's this issue that we're having and how can that be a tool? Kind of more of a, a tactical guide, I guess you could a say. A tactical guide, mm -hmm. absolutely. But I love that EOS starts around purpose. Right. And yeah. so Conscious Capitalism finds other things that are aligned with it mm -hmm. and it doesn't say oh this is oh, better than this but what are all the tools that we can yeah, ultimately have, yeah. be able to elevate humanity and mm -hmm. the better we run our companies right the more successful that we are and the more opportunity we can give mm -hmm. to elevate humanity through business well awesome thanks again Ron um, and thank you all for listening if you're looking for more resources for um, the family and bowling entertainment industry you can check out insightsempower.com or redemptionplus.com thank you all we'll see you next time